Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is, what is today? Today's Wednesday. Uh, Grande's about to come back into the show, which is going to be awesome. He was off yesterday because of jury duty. If he's back, that's good news. means he didn't get selected. He ain't going into some OJ trial for the next couple of years. Um, I want to start off today by thanking all of our great sponsors. And I'll just tell you guys this. Yesterday, I met with our partners at Seven Mile Casino. You know Seven Mile Casino. You know their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And if Alex puts up, there it is. The QR code, you can just click on that. I always tell everybody, this isn't a mega hotel. It's not some you know monster concert venue. They're not booking Motown acts from 1968. They're not trying to sell you on a buffet or thousands of slot machines. No, no, no. Card room, blackjack, poker, other table games, football games on the monitors, great bar, amazing restaurant, best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine readers. The list goes on and on. But if you just like playing cards in a smoke-free environment in a very convenient location, at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, big shout out to our people from Mushroom Life, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. I get messages every day from people that said, you know what? I saw Browner every day and he's got the focus or he's got the energy, the mental energy. I need that. You know, people who are doing jobs out there that are like Uber drivers and they're like, I need that mental energy. I need that focus. I need more energy. Listen, if you buy $50 worth of products from Mushroom Life, Brett Weiss is going to send you an additional $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, stuff he wants you to try. Maybe he's going to send you that face lotion that I love so much. Lawhead was talking about it yesterday. Go to Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Buy $50 worth of merchandise. He's going to send you $50 more. Great holiday gifts from mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Hey, um, I'm ice cold. Ice cold on prize picks. Last night, I had LeBron to score less than 27 and a half points against Dallas because I figured, look, the, the Lakers are coming off this win, the in-season tournament. There's going to be a little bit of letdown. They lose the game, but LeBron scores over 30. And I'm like, come on, King, what the hell? In the meantime, I had Jason Tatum because they gave me a discount yesterday on Taco Tuesday. And I took Jason Tatum to score more than 22 and a half, and he scored like 27. So I was one for two. That's not good enough. My son has got me playing hockey three hockey players for shots on goal or minutes on ice. I'm ice, ice cold right now on prize picks. So I'm going to keep on coming back. I'm going to keep on playing. Okay. You, you put in your money, your very first deposit. Don't match your first deposit. hundred percent up to hundred dollars. I'm still working off my first hundred bucks. I've won over $700. My account's only got a buck 50 in it, 157. So look, you make that first deposit, they match it 100% up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You know that by now. Prizepicks.com slash great friends or click the QR code right over here. Let's start today's show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. The whole team is back together finally today. We're just getting on the radio airwaves at 1090. You're getting in your car, man. You just turn on the radio. Old school. There we are. We're on the radio on 1090, blasting on terrestrial radio throughout all of Southern California, worldwide on YouTube. To all of our YouTubers, to all of our chatlins, make sure you get involved in that YouTube chat. And by the way, many of you guys on the YouTube side of things, you're the people that were there on Monday night for Fat Tony and, you know, making San Diego smile. And all those kids at the Walmart and Chula Vista, shout out to Joe Rigby, to Tommy Tommy, and to everybody that showed up down there. I apologized about Monday night. I had just gotten into town with my kid and the college graduation, and I was wiped. And so um, 
for everybody that went out there and represented all of you chatlins led by Joe Rigby. Happy birthday again, Joe. So awesome what you guys did on Monday night. So everybody in the YouTube chat, get involved. Let's do a beautiful thing while we're on the air. TV tonight, Channel 4 San Diego and all the Channel 4, you know, your view network along, you know, up and down from San Diego, Orange County, L.A., and, uh, of course, into Santa Barbara and then on every audio podcast platform. We're just getting on. I mentioned it because when we came on, I was, like, still scratching my forehead. You know what I mean? Um, Grande is back today. Your what hit? My forehead. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You are so disgusting. You and you. Dude, I'm getting so many messages about how this show's becoming unlistenable, and I'm not kidding. Like, oh, my God. Bro, it's really? disgusting. It's I know. Clear really? your mucus. Why do we all have to really? hear that? Really? Clearly, I'm having a medical complication. Right. It is a and medical so complication. If, if people, people can, can listen to that guy who you. calls the USC games and his voice sounds terrible. Which guy you calls the USC The guy who talks like that. No who idea who you're talking like about. That. No idea. Papadopolopolis or whatever. Who's he talking about? Is. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know who I'm talking about. If you're complaining about my throat, you know. Message me. I'll, we can talk about it. Okay. I got some. I got some kind words for you. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody. Phone. I don't think if anybody wants to talk to you. Listen. That's the yeah. Point nobody wants to hear you talk. <laughs> you, won't, you won't. You won't. hear me talk if it's a if it's a message if it's written. Really? So some, Alex, people are on you. Know, they're they're like Browner's. You got an issue with it? Yeah. Browner's disgusting mucus voice. Yeah, we're getting a lot of messages about that. Oh come on. God. Oh my God. Really? You want me to go away? Huh? You want me to take no. the day off? No, we just want you to clear your throat. I can do that. I can do that. I can just take the day off. Now. That's okay. You sound good now. Is that, no, 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 no. No, you no, sound no, just fine. No, so there back. it is. Now it's back. back. <laughs> it comes back. It comes back, okay? You want me to take the day off? That's what yeah. you want me to do? Uh, on Monday. He don't, do Monday he don't take days no. off. Iron Man. On Monday, on Monday, he discovered that if he talks very slowly and deep, it's fine. Yeah, it's true. when he gets excited that it's like. Yeah. <laughs> have some hot tea, dog. have some hot tea. If I talk like this, I'm solid. I'll make it through the whole yeah. show. Look at that. Problem. Look at you. Right. Look at you, the you stud. Is, the problem man. is, I get all when I get beat out those yeah. ladies, man, the way you sound like that. I, I can't. Wow. I can't. That's my problem. Some people are addicted to smoking. Some people are addicted to like chocolate. Like we all got our own vices, man. Alex, um, you were out yesterday because of jury duty. I actually want to hear about that. I've never been for jury duty. I've always tried to like talk my way out of it or just like ignore oh, it. Oh, and I have amazing advice for the great friends. Okay. I discovered something yesterday okay, that will get us all. out of jury duty for the rest of the of our life. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yesterday, my favorite part of the entire show was uh, was Lawhead. So we Browner and I were having a conversation about um, my weekend in Cleveland. And, uh, and Lawhead's like, yeah, dude. And I saw those pictures with you and Stipe. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Me and Stipe? What the hell's Stipe? Mm -hmm. He's like, you and Stipe, the guy, you know, he's the firefighter UFC fighter guy. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Stipe freaking Lawhead yesterday kept calling Stipe Miocic, mm -hmm. Stipe Miocic. It's close. It was, we, yeah. we were, what do you call him? Stipe Miocic. Yes, he 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 was like, dude. Stipe. I'm like, who? Are, what is Stipe Miocic? You know, yeah. you know the fighter, the guy. I'm like, oh, Stipe, mm -hmm. Stipe. Got it. I was so funny. You because, figured someone from Cleveland would know how to say that man's name, right? Right. And then he kind of got into a whole thing. Oh, well, he's Croatian. There's a big yeah. Croatian population. Yeah. You know, Stipe. I always love on this show. Anytime any of us get corrected, it's yeah. like ah, we get all defensive. Like ah, him too. Right. Well, because he knew he kind of knew I set him up. 
Like I could have very easily corrected him off the air and be like, yo, man, the pronunciation is Stipe. He's Stipe. like, no. I'm like, hey, uh, Lawhead, how'd you like that picture of me and that UFC guy? And he's like, you mean Stipe Mayakuk? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> that was cool, though. Were you in the same suite as him? So, bro, let me tell you this story. Um, the people who own 710 in L.A. own the ESPN radio station in Cleveland. So I said to them, hey, I'm coming to the game. I'm, I don't like to be cold. I can't take the risk of being wet. I need to get into the suite. They're like, great, come on in. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the suite. And uh, this is the same suite that last year, remember when I, I was putting out a, a, an Instagram message, like um, sweet cred, and, 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 and it corrected and went to white cred. And I mm -hmm. freaked out because I, freaked I posted something that said like white cred. Like that's yeah. why I had you a thought suite. You were going to get canceled. I, yeah. I was like, if I don't remove this, I mean, and there was like a kid from their social media team, like, how do I remove this? Right. White cred. So I'm in the same suite as the white cred suite from last year. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I see Stipe Miacic. Is that how I'm pronouncing it? Miacic, sure. Not Miakic? I, I don't know if it's Miacic or Miocic. Either one all, doesn't All matter. I know is this. I see this stud in this 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 suite. I'm like, look at this guy. 6'4", 265, ripped and lean, giant like legs in, in, in tight jeans. This guy's a monster. And then mm -hmm. it finally occurred to me, oh, I know who this guy is now. Mm -hmm. And and then he and I started talking. And, bro, 30 minutes in, we're just locked eye to eye in. We're having this like amazing conversation. I introduced him to my son. I go, Justin, you know who this is? He's like, no, should I know who he is? I'm like, you know, the fighter. Justin's like, I, I don't know. He goes over and Wikipedia is a guy. He comes running back. Oh my God, dude. I'm now so it's sorry. cool. Yeah, right. I'm so sorry. In the meantime, later that night, Stipe is texting me. Hey man, great to be with you, bro. Let's do this. Let's talk about that. And Justin's like, wait, now Stipe is texting you? I'm like, mm. yeah, bro. We're like best friends now. Let's get him on the show. Would you like to? I Doesn't he have a... I think he has a fight coming up. He had a fight against John Jones, dude. Oh, that I know, yeah. And John Jones bailed on the fight, and it screwed him up. Well, I don't think he bailed. I think, like, John Jones, like, he had to have, like, some reconstructive chest shoulder injury, sh shoulder surgery or something. Mm, I don't know. That's not what yeah. I heard. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, that's what? what I heard. Okay. Well, Stipe's my man. Okay. Stipe's my man. You know, you know how we became best friends? Hmm. When I said to him, I go, bro, when you're done fighting, you should go into commentating. You'd be great. I go, you're a really great talker, man. And mm -hmm. he goes, wait, could you say that again? He grabs his wife. He goes, come over here. Listen to what mm -hmm. he's saying. I said, yeah, I was just saying he'd be a great commentator. When he's done, he's a really good talker. He was telling me that he has this whole like fear of talking because when he gets himself all wound up, he he like starts mumbling his words and he's been taking like these coaching classes on how to mm -hmm. you know speak more clearly. I'm like, bro, I'm, I got you, dog. I'm a 30-year pro broadcaster, brother. I'll take care of you. You don't need you don't need to pay somebody for that. So I should bring him on the show. Yeah. He was supposed to fight John Jones November 11th, and John Jones tore his pec, mm -hmm. and he had to withdraw. Uh -huh. So Stipe saying that's BS? That he just, um, he's scared? No, Stipe, Stipe didn't say that. Um, somebody else was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the rumor is, and I don't mm -hmm. I don't know what the rumor is. Got you. That would, I mean, that's going to be when they fight, because they will fight. It's going to be mm -hmm. an incredible fight. Stipe yeah. last fought against Francis Ngannou. You remember that guy who just yes. fought Tommy Fury in boxing? Uh huh. Yeah, you got. I don't fight. remember the fight. What happened? Man, we're not fight? going. We, we, we're not going to do no John Jones slander on here, though. He ain't scared to fight nobody. He ain't scared I'm, to go in the, in the, the ring and whoop nobody. Who said that? I heard Scott <laughs> say that John Jones Scott, ain't scared to go whoop Scott nobody. Said one of one of Stipe's people in his camp 
said John Jones. No, he didn't really have a camp. Listen, listen, he didn't listen. really have a camp. No, you, can pipe, you let me make now. news real quick? Man, I'm over oh. here trying to stall M- MMA rumors, and you're over here just squashing them as yeah, I'm trying. I'm squashing stuff. Stipe Miocic's camp no, says John Stipe, Jones no. faked. Stipe's his... my best friend. I'm not saying that. No, Stipe's people are saying no, that John he didn't have Jones any is people. faking his torn peck. He didn't have any people. Stipe's wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, listen. I mean, Stepe, bro, don't be going around lying on John Jones. Whenever it happened, you are gonna get them hands, bro. I don't care how good a friend you are with Scott. All right, the the facts are what the facts are. I ain't never heard of you. Everybody know who John Jones is. Don't get hurt, player. Don't be out here talking like that. You come on this show, I tell you the same thing that I'm saying right now. You know what that no, is, bro? no, you know what that is, Scott? zero. You know what that is facts are facts. You know what that is right there, Scott. Disrespect is first no, thing. Representation. Oh, that is representation. You got to you got to love the representation from no, John Jones. Don't, don't think mm-hmm. I'm finna sit up in here and like because you met some dude in a box, talk about John Jones like he ain't the dude. Come on, man, this this guy get laid down. Stop it, stop it. Yeah, got to represent. Get him on hey, the show. Hey, look, um, we're just getting rolling here today, and um, and I knew that it was going to kind of be like this because Alex it was cool until you brought up John Jones. I well, here's know. the thing. Um, I was off for two days. I was off Friday and Monday because of my kid's graduation. Alex was off yesterday because of jury duty. So today's our first day back together. Who was here all those, who was here all those times? The Iron Man. The, mm-hmm. the man, the man who was unlistenable with the mucus that's in his throat. That's right, man. The, the right. man who got the man that's who needs right. to cough out some big, ginormous, disgusting right. green boogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do. So yeah. do. So um, so we're we're on the air today, but I'll just say, like, we're getting ready to wrap things up for the year. December 22nd is a Friday. I want mm-hmm. to say it's like our last day on the mm-hmm. air. Correct. So, so here's the thing, um, Alex, fill us in. I'm excited about today's show. We got a lot of good things to talk about. I mean, to mm-hmm. see Juan Soto now in a Yankees hat is, uh, is something everybody should probably see and listen to. <laughs> That's something mm-hmm. that we want to get to today. A uh, lot of NFL stuff. There's a lot of stories we'll get to, but I want to hear the story of jury duty. Yeah, I've received jury duty stuff in the mail. I've honestly ignored it, acting like it'll go away. Um, I think I've called and it tried will. to talk my way out of it. You know, it yeah. will. I mean, will. so explain to me what happened yesterday yeah. with you and jury duty. One of my favorite things about jury duty in this process of actually going. So I haven't been since I was like 19, 19. Mm-hmm. And that was in Ventura County. So and I actually did jury duty next to Mike Sosha, which is really weird. But anyways. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Back then, yeah, he was Angels manager, and I guess he lived in Ventura County or something. So he got called, and then the judge dismissed him. He says, is anybody else coaching? This was in February. He's like, is anybody else coaching a baseball team and going to spring training for the next month? Me. No? Okay, cool. Mike, you're good. Bye. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, my favorite thing about jury duty is uh, how they try and spin it as, like, this is a treat for you. You know, you're serving – you're serving at this is like your 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 opportunity to serve your country, serve mm-hmm. your city. You know, I always f- I found that very fascinating the way they, they spin it. Um, so basically, uh, I showed up 730 in the morning, paid my parking. By the way, San Diego City, thirty five dollars for real. Wow. Thirty five dollars. Mm. Like, so I got to miss work and I got to give you thirty five dollars. Like, mm. come on now. Come on. Wow. Scott's come got on, a guy man. down there. Oh, I know. I, I, I have a parking I, guy. I saw some DMs and I missed them late. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like oh. telling me, hey, hit me up. And I was like, yeah, my bad dog. Uh, I should check my DMs more. Anyways, um, check in, sit down, orientation, whatever. And I'm like, when do I get to try and get out of this? That's what I was waiting for. When are they going to tell me, hey, you want to get out of this? Because that's what my wife said happens. Um, orientation happens, full rundown. We're looking for a two-week trial. Oh, God. 
Oh, red flag right there. Immediately. Half the room was like, I knew in two weeks. Listen, two days, $35 a day for parking. I got 20 minutes. I got 20 minutes with me. Like two days, three days, maybe people, they were saying like uh jury services or something like that can cover you for five days of work. They're talking about two weeks. So I had this entire spiel planned about my, my job being financial hardship but they do it for you it's on the form it says extreme financial hardship fill it out what, what's the reasoning so i'm like extreme financial hardship what's my reasoning let's think about this let's think outside the box here padilla let's try and get out of this let's not be like every other schmo in here that's going to be like i gotta go to work and i'm like you know what i'm a private contractor i'm technically self-employed right if i don't work i ain't got backup i don't paid. get paid no pay. I don't get paid. No pay for you. No pay I don't got. You. I don't just got this job. I got two more. I got three. And yeah. I was like, yo, I got. So I write down self-employed, blah, blah, blah. Get to the window. Lady's like, what, what, what do you do? And I told her, I was like, I do this, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, cool. All right. Well, you're excused. And I was like, from the room? And she's like, no, you can go home. And I was like, later. Peace out, losers. Why you ain't there, why you there to subscribe to the show? You know, there was a long line. I didn't. I wanted oh. to get out of there myself. The coffee yeah. had run out at that point. Mm -hmm. I had to go pee. Yeah. And I was like, Fair. I could take a day off now, technically, because mm -hmm. Lawhead's in. Oh, wow. Browner's in. Wow. Wait and I was wait. like, Hold on. Hold on. Now you took a day off too? No, I wasn't going to come in in the middle did of the show come, at 11 a.m. He was serving his country. Did yeah. you come back to the show complaining about my voice? You didn't take a day off? Guy was serving America. Yeah. And hey, by thanks way, for your service, take, by the way. By the way, I didn't take a day off. Because I got home and I made a thumbnail, which Browner refuses to make for the YouTube show. I added a description to the YouTube channel. I've cut out clips. I tweeted. So I still worked. I just didn't come out on the show yesterday. Wow. Hey, well, thanks for your service, man. I mean, you are a great American. To the show and to the show and country. Yeah. What you've done for America yesterday mm -hmm. by squirming your way out of so jury duty. My advice to the great friends and mm -hmm. you two very much specifically, we're self-employed. Mm -hmm. We can't. Take I, multiple I, days off work. I got too many kids for jury duty. <laughs> that's your excuse, huh? That's, that's yeah, that's that's actually uh it's on the paper too. It's like babysitter. Like, do you can you not get babysitters for this long? Hell so, no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Router can check every box. Oh yeah. no. hell no. Nah. That's why they don't even call me. They know I can't yeah. show up. So I didn't get to have any of the fun. <laughs> I was looking forward to being questioned and trying to, you know, spin zone. If I saw a dude on trial for, you know, DUI or whatever, like, oh, I hate drunk drivers. I, mm -hmm. you know, and which I do. I was drunk last so night. So we just would have just ran after him. But I didn't get any chance to do it. I wasn't drunk last night. I sat I sat with my girlfriend That's what you should last say. Night. That's what you should say when they're like, oh. oh, this guy's got a DUI. Are you against people with DUI? It's like, no, nah, I mean, I was drunk last night. Yeah. No, I drove drunk here. Browner, you would uh, you, you would be perfect for, for jury duty because they'd be like, um, how do you feel about representation? You're like, I'm all for it. You're like, this guy right here, he's already <laughs> biased pulling in. This is why I cannot ever get anywhere near the questioning. <laughs> if, if it's a, a white guy on man, trial, oh, if it's a white guy on trial, his ass oh, is guilty no matter what. Right. And if it's a black Lock guy on trial, up. oh man, free that brother. Free him. Free him. Free him. Free that brother. Free him. The evidence don't match up. Free him. Uh, the glove don't great. fit. Yeah. Right. You know, he, is Mark, Mark yeah. Furman anywhere around? Free yeah. him. <laughs> Hey, even if the glove do fit, you must acquit. Free him. He was wearing them for fashion. Free him. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good advice, Grande. That's good advice. Dude, it was wild, man. That's 730 in the morning. You know, downtown's buzzing. There's construction everywhere. It's freezing. There's no shade. Or, I mean, there's no sun because these buildings are so tall now. And you're mm -hmm. just 
waiting for the doors to open at 7 30 you go in you know you go through security you, you, like you're going through an airport basically oh worse you go, they make you take off your belt yeah they got the guy take off my belt i take remove everything from my pockets and i was like mm -hmm. did i bring anything from tori in this backpack they didn't even think about it until right now <laughs> yeah. so i'm like jumping in there you go up to the third floor you go into this big old room there's projectors in there blah 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 and you're just like this is just a fascinating process that happens every single day that no one ever thinks about until you, it's your turn you know and there's hundreds of people there right with you mm -hmm. it is wild yeah. wild 35 yeah. bucks though come on city Todd Gloria, Browder, talk to him. Come on now. Well, $35. Why do you think, it's, do you think it's a city? It's I'm sure it's a private parking lot. I know, but still, can we get like the city to get a parking lot for There's just for jurors? No. If you know you're gonna call in, if you know you're gonna call in 300 jurors and you're giving people a bus pass, so like why don't you give me a parking pass? Because because the city makes money off renting the space for the parking. Right. And the parking company then makes money off that. It's yeah, it's it's rough. capitalism are, at its best. If you need it. me to come and be a juror, if you want me to do my civic duty, mm -hmm. you force me to come down here because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. That you force me to come down here, mm -hmm. you should be able to validate my parking. Period. <laughs> uh, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. argue with you guys. I can't yeah. argue. With so you you're guys. making me take time off work. You're making me take time right. off work. Right. Mm -hmm. You're making me drive down here from wherever part of San Diego County you live in. So now you burn now down. I have now I have to give you $35. Like no, it's not, not like you. A, it's but it's in the middle of the city in the downtown. So it's not like there's like this expansive parking structures anywhere. You're like literally in the middle, right? Like right stuck dead in the middle. Yeah. There's a bajillion construction buildings being popped up right now. So like mm -hmm. I got one parking lot and there was a line to get in there and there was a yeah. line to pay for that toll. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I used to oh, think yeah. when, when I first moved to San Diego, this is 2001. Um that you know you'd see parking for $35 and back then it was probably called $10. And mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, parking's so cheap." Cuz I had moved from New York City. And mm -hmm. and when I moved from New York City, parking for the same, you know, kind of situation be like 75 bucks. Yeah. You know. But now, by the I mean, way, parking in I San just Diego saw is not cheap about anymore. New York about how if you drive in Manhattan or like downtown or whatever it's called Manhattan, mm -hmm. like there's going to be a toll just to drive the streets of Manhattan, like mm -hmm. daily tolls. Wow. Like the streets, not the yeah. bridges, like no. the streets now. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good. Maybe, maybe you'll dissuade all these cars from being on those streets. Yeah. You know? Crazy though. You imagine anyway. like, hey, you want to come to downtown? Sure. You want to drive around downtown? Not really, but I guess I have to. Well, that's $3 every yeah, single street. You're going to have to pay for it. That's crazy. So um, as we're just getting going, I want to say uh, that this segment of Kaplan and Crew is being brought to us by our friends at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. And Alex will put up the QR code and you can click on that and you can visit Seven Mile Casino. If you're thinking during this holiday time, what am I going to be doing? You know, I got some time off. I got some people in town. What am I doing? Why don't you come to Seven Mile Casino? It's not like some mega casino with 5,000 slot machines and a crazy ass concert venue and a wannabe pool scene and, and a massive Vegas style buffet. It's a card room. You got Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which has been named South County's best brunch on Saturday and Sunday mornings, according to San Diego Magazine readers. You've got blackjack, poker, and other table games on the other side of the casino. you got the bar. you got football games on everywhere. you got the beautiful Bay of, of Chula Vista and a smoke-free environment and only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Did I miss anything? Like, honestly, it's the best place to go if that's right what you're into. Freeway. You're into playing cards. Yeah, right literally there. right off the freeway. Yep, Bay Boulevard. Beautiful, beautiful Chula Vista Harbor right there. Yeah, it's nice, man. I'm telling you. So many um, TVs to watch the Chargers lose to the Raiders tomorrow, which would be awesome. Oh, man. Be awesome. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I just met with Seven Mile Casino yesterday, and they said to me, "Are you committed to the Kaplan and Crew show for 2024?" And I said, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, we're committed to you then." And so Seven Mile Casino 
coming back to us next year. And we appreciate their partnership. Well, they asked, was you going to quit? No, they were just oh, we asking. Can, like, we, should have, we should have our lunch at Sammy's there. That's a great idea. All right, stick around. We're just getting going. Juan Soto in a Yankee uni. Let's all look at this. Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man during this holiday season. And um, I'll tell you, if you guys are watching on YouTube or on television, we've tried to dress up a little bit. As you can see, some color and some holiday spirit around the show. Uh, for those of you that are listening on radio and listening on audio podcasts, like I always tell you, come to YouTube or come to the TV show and, uh, and see, we, we've tried to dress it up just a little bit, make it a little more festive around here. I, I will say to you guys, I am feeling like the holiday spirit. I am ready to kind of wind down the year. It's been a great year. It is. It has been a great year. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. We're definitely ending on a big high. And so it's been a terrific year and um glad everybody's with us, man. I really am. I, I feel bad because I wanted to have the boat trip on the Yacht America and our Christmas party, but talking to Captain Troy and the boat being painted and not back in the water and then Captain's mom dying, you know, yeah. I, you know what I think? I really think we do it right after the new year. I think we, we wait until after the new year when everybody's had their holiday parties and everybody's all Christmased out. And then it's like two weeks into the new year and it's like, hey, let's all get together for a party. I, I think that will be, it'll be the after holiday party. What do you think about that? Instead of having a holiday party, How about, try to squeeze it in because everybody's yeah. got so much crap going on. Let's do the after holiday party. We don't call it a holiday party. Call it the New Year's party. Oh, yeah. The new ring in the New Year party kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love it. Yes. Everybody has Christmas parties. Everybody has holiday parties. Yeah. We do something in the new year. I would say let's give Captain Troy a little more time. Mm hmm. And we text them next week before we break off for the for the for the holiday, mm -hmm. and then we just see what weekend works for you. What Saturday works for you? Saturday. Let's do it on a Saturday when people can actually mm -hmm. not have to worry about getting out of work early and all this other kind of yeah. stuff. Okay, correct. I'm in. I'm in. Brown, you like this idea? Can you clear your throat before you answer? I've already given my opinion on this, so mm -hmm. yeah. So you don't already, want to do it again. You've already given your opinion, so I will not give it to you a second time. <laughs> yeah, like I, you should have my opinion committed to memory. This is my kids do this to me all the time. God, it irritates me. Dad, I told you this. Oh, I'm supposed to commit everything to memory. <laughs> no, I, I gave my yeah. I gave you my guys, opinion. I love when you guys me. bicker. I love it. It's my favorite. Mm. You got used to seeing this yesterday. I made this whole point how Browner's controlling the show. I'm like oh, Browner's, this guy. I'm like, oh, Browner's the captain of the plane oh, today. Oh my god! I go. There will be some bumps. Along the way, there will be some mm -hmm. bumps. There'll be some turbulence, but mm -hmm. he's going to get us there safely, and our our bags are going to arrive, and we'll be on time. Don't worry about ready. it. And and he and he like got all offended that I said that it was going to be a little bumpy and a little choppy. <clears throat> so, Ugh. as a person, I've been working with him for a short period of time. Okay, it's kind of long uh, now, no? Medium. Let's go with medium. I mean, dude, every day for four years is no longer a short period of time. Okay, that's true. Alex has been working <laughs> with him three times that. Yeah, it's been not. it's been okay. So me and Alex are on our twelfth year together. This guy, 2024 will be our 12th year together, buddy. You better know our anniversary. See, see well, de December, it just passed by. Oh, oh, no, it's coming. December 16th. December 16th is our 12-year anniversary. Saturday. This guy is the king of backhanded compliments. Which guy? Scott. Oh, okay. Scott. He'll, he'll, he'll underhandedly comment, compliment you. Like, it's so smooth. You won't even notice it. Yeah. But I've, I've heard enough of him. 
I can hear them. They're like dog okay. whistles. What I say that was so underhanded, <laughs> like dog whistles. What I say? Yeah, yeah. You can hear it if it's meant. You gotta be. You gotta be a dog to hear them. You gotta be tuned in. You gotta have that. You gotta have that love. You gotta have it. You gotta. You, you gotta be right. tuned to it. Like you gotta hear what he said, but you really gotta listen to what he said. Correct. Right. Correct. Because mm-hmm. he'll get you. He good. He good. Mm-hmm. He'll get you, man. <laughs> he'll get you if you ain't paying attention. You'll think it's he like you. You think you had a good really conversation? Trash about you? Yeah, he killing you right to your I face. Know, I know exactly what you're talking about. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah. All right, let me do this. Let me say that uh, first and foremost, this segment of Kaplan and Crew is being brought to us by our friends. You need murders lately? You need murders, detective? What what, what are you saying? I'm about to tell everybody about how great Prize Picks is. What are you talking about murders in in L.A.? What are you talking about? Have you witnessed any? Have you seen any murder scenes, bro? You're the one walking on the police tape. You in L.A.? Speaking of L.A., by the way, I got some DMs yesterday. I guess the show was very... I was getting a lot of... Not only is L.A. Cap in the house, but L.A. Laws in the house, too. I has it was very slanted, very favorable to very LA centric yesterday. I heard. Well, we were talking a lot of Otani yesterday. Right, right, right. But like in a very like, God, they're amazing. They're a beautiful organization. Well, kind of vibe. I, I think what what they Lawhead did. was I think what Lawhead was saying was that if even he, the Lawhead made the point. He goes, "I'm not a Dodger fan." Mm-hmm. He goes, "But I'm really, really interested in Otani." So now you put Otani, somebody that I'm super interested in on a brand team like the Dodgers, that's the opening story of SportsCenter every night. Mm. I will say this, though. Yeah. that That's one take of it. Mm-hmm. What I think has happened to Shohei Otani is he's L.A.'s sweetheart and villain number one across baseball. He's gone from, oh, it's amazing, Otani, what he's doing, because it's irrelevant with the Angels. But now he's manipulating the system. He's helping an organization that doesn't need help. He has given them this favorable contract that's going to screw out so many other teams for competitive mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. that I genuinely think Shohei Otani, for a majority portion of baseball fans, has mm-hmm. become a villain immediately. Well, I wonder if he's also become a villain to the players because I will always remember. I know he's a villain to agents. Those articles are already out there about agents, players' agents complaining about the opportunity that he missed for future players. I always remember Adrian Gonzalez before he left the Padres. And I remember him coming on the air with us one morning. And we said, Adrian, will you give the Padres the hometown discount? Everybody was hoping because back then the Padres weren't real players. Back then the Padres didn't spend real money. Back then the Padres didn't give out mega deals. One, let alone three, four, five. So I remember saying Adrian Gonzalez one morning, this is probably 2009-ish, I'm guessing. Adrian, are you going to give the Padres a hometown discount? He said, no, I'm not. And we were kind of surprised to hear him be so candid. Why not? Because if I do that, every guy who signs behind me will be expected to take less and they'll blame me for that. And I never really put two and two together in that way. I never really thought about it from that perspective. It was mm-hmm. We all thought of it from the perspective of, I'm not giving him the hometown discount. Why should I make $10 million here when I can make $20 million there? Yeah, but but Adrian's point was is that if I do that, I screw over everybody behind me. Um, what I wonder if the players themselves are mad at Otani, because going forward now, let's say a team is going. Let's use Juan Soto. Yeah, perfect. Okay, Juan Soto. The Yankees say to Juan Soto next year, "We'll pay you sixty million dollars a year." Juan Soto says, "Great, that's my number, sixty million." Say, but we'd actually only want to pay you two million. And we mm-hmm. want to defer 58 million to 10 years from now. Right. Juan Soto 
I don't care if he's playing for the Yankees or the Dodgers. Juan Soto is not going to get the sort of off the field international endorsement opportunities that Otani's going to get, even though you can say, well, wait, but Soto's not just some standard white American guy. No, no, no. But, but Otani's a freak, man. The fact that he pitches and hits the way he does, he's a better hitter than, than Soto and Soto doesn't, doesn't pitch. All I'm saying is, is that Otani is going to be the international face of major league baseball, right. not Juan Soto. I also, I would also say if you are a general manager, that's going for the services of Juan Soto. And because Otani's true number isn't 70 million, it's 46 million. How do you differentiate Soto and Otani is the pitching, right? So if Otani's number is 46 million and Soto doesn't pitch, then why would I give Soto more than $46 million a year? Explain what you're talking about, the 70 versus the Because 40, of the deferred common because, knowledge. Because of the deferred payments, mm -hmm. his true annual contract value is not $70 million per year. It's a 10-year, $700 million contract, but because he deferred so much of it, I guess they have to take an, an, uh, an average value of over the course of however long he's deferred it for. And by all, not me, by all the reports, the number that will count against the Dodgers' salary cap is forty-six million dollars for ten years, right. or, or against their luxury tax. Their luxury is what you mean. Yeah, you know, right. I'm just trying to make sure. Because here's right. the thing: because because the contract is a ten-year deal, but in twenty in twenty thirty-four, when that contract expires, yeah, his deferred payments are like twenty thirty-four to like twenty forty-three. Yes, and so it's really like. I guess the average over the course of 20 years, yeah. 20 year contract, the yeah. way, the way reporters are trying to get people to kind of understand it. And mm -hmm. I've made me understand it. Just look at it as a 10 year, $460 million deal. Mm -hmm. In essence, that's what it is because he agreed to so much deferred payment. He agreed to so much. It'll screw the Dodgers maybe over because they have, they still have to have the money in their bank. They still have yeah. to be able right. to pay. But who, do you, but, but who do you think is the smart guy who came up with this? I mean, you, I, here's how I think it goes down. Andrew Friedman. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so at all. You don't think the guy that worked for a capital investment hedge fund was no, the guy? No, because no, the Giants so. said they offered Otani the exact same deal, and he told them no. I, I would think, and it's just a guess here, unless there's some reporting about it. My guess is, is that when you're Otani and you're represented by CAA, Creative Artist Agency, that that the the agent who knows that Otani is going to make fifty million dollars a year off the field in endorsements. Yep. The agent says to the Dodgers, "Hey, look, here's the deal we'd like to strike. We actually want this amount of money, but we're willing to be so creative and so flexible that'll give you guys a ton more money to spend, and it gets Otani all this money when he doesn't need it now. He doesn't need it now. He wants it later in life. And by the way, by the time he's done playing ball." And then by the time he starts collecting all this money, he won't be a California state resident where he's going to pay half of that in taxes. He'll move back to Japan. He'll, he'll set up camp in Florida, whatever it is. We're going to shelter that money. We're not going to pay it to the state of California and to the IRS. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if players are now upset at Otani, because if you're Manny Machado, you're getting paid $35 million this year, not 2 million with 33 million 10 years from now. Yeah, well, he's not getting paid that much yet, but I know. But what you're will saying. but will players be upset that Otani? If you will make them look he, selfish, you will look selfish if you don't do what Otani did. If you you should be mad at Scott Boris, you should be mad at all these other baseball uh, agents who tell you to take as much money 
as you possibly can right away. They wanted to win, and this is the decision that they made. I, again, I still stand on my my conclusion. This is bad for baseball. I think this will come back to hurt the game in general. So I just don't think it's a good look. I just think it emphasizes what is wrong with baseball. It's the it's the those that's that saying of the, those who have and those who have not. And right now, didn't they make a not, trade yesterday too? Didn't they trade for the Tyler Gasnow? They're on the verge of making a trade, supposedly. The Dodgers. Yeah. Yep. And Manny Margot, old friend alert. Um, so I just think it's it just emphasizes that if you're in a large market with a large TV contract, then you're going to be able to do things that other teams aren't going to be able to do. And you're going to turn into a soccer league where the top five teams matter and everybody else is just scratching and clawing their way up, trying well, to. Hey, but and you yeah, know you'll what? have you'll have an outlier every now and then. Right. You'll have the D-backs every now and then because right. they, they just struck gold with young talent. But really, you're going to turn into European soccer. Well, That's what you you're turning what? into. Let me tell you something, though. Um, I do not have any sympathy for any small market baseball teams anymore, including the Padres. The Padres tried to do what they always said was not the way to do it. The Padres went against the grain. The Padres always said, we're too small. We don't have the local TV dollars. We don't generate that amount of money, et cetera, et cetera. The Padres mm -hmm. always cried poor. Then all of a sudden, the Padres opened up the wallet and $35 million a year here, $30 million a year here, $28 million a year here, $100 million contract for this guy. I mean, all of a sudden, the Padres broke the bank last year going for it. Mm -hmm. so, so it just kind of goes to show you that if you're creative enough, You'll find a way. If you're the Cincinnati Reds and you tell me I can't compete with the L.A. Dodgers, that's fine. I would expect that. But guess what? Here's what you should do. Give out a mega contract, defer the payments for 10 years, and you'll deal with it 10 years from now. Well, I will say that I disagree on this sense. This is not a team problem. This is a league problem. Yes. The NFL. Why, why is the NFL so successful? Take away Tom Brady. The amount of parity that this league has had for the last 24 years is unheard of any other sports. Correct. It's a different team being good every year because of the way they've set up the competitiveness of it. Now, don't get me wrong. Every team's still raking in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue across baseball. You know, the Rays are bringing in money. The A's are bringing in money. That's not what I'm saying. For competitiveness, the NFL's doing it right because of their salary tax, mm -hmm. because of their draft order, because of everything the way they do it. A new team where there isn't like really a dynasty. Like good teams are good, are run well. That's That's right. different, you know? But like that doesn't mean, But it's set up to the fact where it doesn't matter if you're in Cleveland as opposed to New York right. because your team yep, is right. set up competitively right. exactly the same. Right. And exactly. that's where I have an right. issue with baseball, and that's why baseball is dying a slow, slow death because teams like Oakland that are now Vegas or Cincinnati or Detroit or Tampa, they don't have the competitive means that New York will ever have or that L.A. will ever have. You're, that's just a flat-out fact. You're exactly right. The Green Bay Packers are probably in as good of, if not better than, financial situation than the New York Giants. Or oh, the Rams. You know, right. The, the, mm -hmm. the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not – the difference isn't Rams up here, Jaguars down here. Maybe in valuation of the franchise, mm -hmm. but, but in terms of competitive balance, you get, the, you get the same – spend the same amount. Who does it better? Yeah. It's right. all fair. All right. completely fair criticism. All I'm getting at is, though, is that I don't really want to hear Padre fans or the Padre organization ever again say, well, look what they got Otani. They could spend $700 million. The way they created this deal, whether it's from the Otani side 
or whether it was from the Dodgers side, I'm giving the credit to the Otani side. I don't believe well, the Dodgers just came up with well, this. Well, uh, and okay. that goes back to your first point. That so you are already setting the narrative for every other superstar that they're selfish if they don't agree to what Otani. Well, that's did. what I'm asking. You are well, you are, well, well to, to what you just said. That's the way you're going to judge players going well, that's, forward. But that's but you see, if you're a player, imagine this. Imagine saying to Manny Machado, "Hey, look, you're going to get paid thirty-five million dollars a year over the ten years of this contract." Okay, how about if you just take two and we defer thirty-three million? Manny Machado might say, "Yeah, I'm so wealthy now; it doesn't matter. Go ahead and do it." But if he said, "No, I have to have all that money now," the way your fan base might react is, "You're hamstringing us. We don't have the flexibility to go get other players." Look how unselfish Otani is. Look how much more Otani cares about winning than you care about winning, whoever you may be. I'm using Manny as an example. You kick rocks on that idea, man. Whoever feel like that way. If you the fan base, if you the fan base, if you're gonna try to tell me how to take my money, kick rocks, bro. I ain't got no problem with Otani well, did at all. Zero, no, not. But you're not gonna tell the next man how to take his money. That's foolishness. I That's also fool- think boo me then. Boo me as I count my checks on my way to the bank. Stop it. I think we're in the elementary stages of long-term baseball contracts. Obviously, Albert Pujols didn't work out well for the Angels, but really now we're kind of in at that all. Heart of, we're in that Mike heart Trout, of, by the way. There's right, but now That's we're right. like in that heart of like all these mega long-term baseball contracts. We haven't even gotten to the deferred era of baseball yet because when Max Scherzer is getting paid by the Nationals X amount of money, Ken Griffey Jr. is still getting paid X amount of money. When you know what I'm saying, Deal. like when we get to 2034. How will the Dodgers look? I don't know. I don't think anybody will know. No, and I don't know either. So, so, like, the way we don't know how these long-term contracts, like, you could assume they're probably not going to work out great when you're paying a guy $35 million at 40 years old. But what I will say is, like, we don't know what the Dodgers tax sheet's going to look like when they owe Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani in 2034 $85 million. Yeah, but what right. they're thinking is, but what they're thinking is this. Hey, guess what? We have 10, 10 years to work on that. And um, if Andrew Friedman's background is beyond just baseball, you had mentioned that he he was uh, working for who prior to baseball? Know, some some capital invested hedge fund, right? So yeah. so maybe the Dodgers are just smarter at business than everybody else. Yeah. That we can put this on a credit card, and ten years later we'll deal with it. And by the way, even ten years from now, that won't be as much money. So look, let let's turn this whole. Like if thing you, I wonder or, if you're an or, owner, or, or if you, I wonder if you're you, an owner of players. Do you trying to get this this deferred thing out of the CBA? Well, Already. or you have, or you have <laughs> left a mess for somebody. If you're Andrew, whatever his name is, you've left a mess that someone else is going to have to clean but, up. But yeah, but you say that, but it's the ownership that has to clean it up. They're the ones that sign off on this stuff. Andrew Friedman is likely not going to be the the president of baseball operations ten or twelve years from now of the Dodgers. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But it's not his mess. Well, and the it's the Dodgers' own, ownership. And the people who own the team. Might not own the team in 10 years. Well, they may look and they, around and go, who's the richest guy we know? Sell it to him. He can afford right. it. You know what? You're exactly right. It, it, listen, it's almost like it's almost like um, build this franchise and make as much money in the next 10 years as you can with championships and, and international marketing. Popularity. And and honestly, by the time we have to pay Otani, whatever it is every year, it's not gonna be not gonna mean anything to us. That's what Listen, capitalists do. That's what hey, uh, that's what's kind of like the whole it's the whole Wild West feel about this whole thing. It's like, yeah, I don't know, we'll figure it out in ten years. Like that shouldn't be a thing where you can just figure not, it out in right, ten years. But, but, that's right, literally but, what I'm talking about. This competitive like right. formula is so broken in baseball. That's a large, large issue. Like that shouldn't be a conversation with a player about, playing for the next ten years. You shouldn't have the solution. Shouldn't be, yeah, we'll figure it out in ten years. Like that hey, shouldn't listen, be allowed. But the Padres <laughs> had to borrow money this past year. 
because right. they went out and spent more than they could afford. Right. All right. Let me do this. Let me. I want to get into Juan but Soto. They're figuring here. it out now, not yeah. ten years from now. They have to. Right. Baseball made them cut salary now. Well, you know what right. the Padres should do? The Padres should start playing prize picks. And if the Padres can start playing prize picks, maybe they can start winning some money, and then they can go out and pay these players again. Because let me tell you something, Browner. I am ice cold on prize picks. I had LeBron James last night to go less than 27 and a half points. I figured there's got to be this drop off after the in season tournament. LeBron went for 33 last night. I'm like, come on, LeBron. I mean, take a night off, bro. I mean, he had by halftime. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be able to do this. And I had, I had uh, Jason Tatum last night to go more than 22 and a half points. Cause it was, it was taco Nailed Tuesday. It. So they sold me on, he crushed that. So, mm -hmm. but I'm ice cold. Right now on prize picks. I am ice cold. So here's what I want to say to everybody. Send me your prize picks. Send them via social media. Email them to me. Text them to me. I don't care how you get them to me. Get me your prize picks because I got to start earning my money back. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in $100, they put in $100. They'll match your first deposit up to $100, 100%. You put in 50, they put in 50. I'm still working off my original 100 bucks. I'm playing with house money, but I'm losing it real quick because I'm ice cold prizepicks.com slash great friends and send your prize picks to me because I need the help. All right, stick around, everybody. Juan Soto in a Yankees uniform and talking now as a New York Yankee. Want to get to that part of the story coming back. All right, great friends. I'm busting in, calling a timeout here. I want to talk about a couple of our sponsors real quick. First and foremost, much love, happy holidays to him. Much love and happy holidays from him, our man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. If you're thinking about buying a house in this very, what seems like a complicated time, right? Because interest rates are higher, prices are higher. We don't know exactly what's going to happen or when the rates are going to come down. But I'll tell you this right now, you buy a house right now and you're in that six, 7% range. And uh, all of a sudden the interest rates go back down to four or five. You're going to make a big cut off that payment that you've already got comfortable with. So if you think home ownership is something you can't do because you don't have the money for a down payment, Gary can show you a ton of programs where you don't need the big money for a down payment. They're out there. And if you're just a little bit flexible, in fact, I saw an article in the LA times today. It said, um, home ownership is, is doable, but it's uh, creates more traffic, but it's easier for rich people. In other words, rich people live closer to where everybody wants to try and go to. If you're flexible and you want to get into home ownership and start building wealth, talk to Gary, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper and Mountain Trust Realty Services. Big shout out to our friends from Tory Holistics and California Holistics. I was in Tory Holistics just two days ago because my son and I arrived home after his college graduation. Um, let's stop at Tory. And that's exactly what we did. And um, I had a question about a product and the bud tender who I didn't know, who I'd never met before. She said she'd been working there six years. We'd never worked together. She did all this research for me on the spot to answer some of the questions I had about a certain product. I, I always say this to you guys. If you're nervous or if you're bashful and you feel like, geez, I don't know what to say. I, I, it's my first time in. I don't know the products that well. Talk to them. They All questions are good questions at Tori Holistics. Use our promo code AMAZING because it's going to change. Alex, I'm sure you got the email. It's going to change at the beginning of the new year. The promo mm -hmm. code is still AMAZING. If you have friends that love weed, that is the perfect holiday gift. AMAZING. You save 20% with our promo code. And lastly, one more time, um, our people at Prize Picks, we all want you to play because we're all having such a great time with it. And then on Fridays, we make our picks of the weekend we want you guys to be involved. And for those of you that are, send me your picks. I will play your picks. Put them on Twitter. Tweet them to me. Email them to me. Text them to me. However you make them, send them to me because I need help because I'm, I'm getting destroyed right now. 
prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. All right, let's get back to it. All right, great friends. What's going on, everybody? Glad to have everybody here for our Cox exclusive, our little halftime report. We got 10 minutes here to get into some things that we did not get into on the radio earlier today. So um, I wanted to jump into some chargers because I, I still see so much argumentation on Twitter about get over it. They're gone. And you know, you guys will never, you'll never stop. I, I don't care. I just find them to be entertaining when you lose at home to the Denver Broncos. And I've taken the L on this, no matter what happens the rest of the season, I've taken the L on my whole Sean Payton opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, there are plenty of other people out there that have taken their L's on the Russell Wilson opinion, because even though Russell Wilson is not exactly like, you know, lighting the world on fire and passing for 5,000 yards, Russell Wilson is leading a football team and it's now six straight wins. And to now, be mm, no, they lost two weeks ago. Who'd they lose to the Texans, excuse me, to win. What, what is it? Six of their last seven, something ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. So to have Russell Wilson now leading the Broncos, where they're only one game back of the Kansas City Chiefs. Who would have ever thought this in like week two when they got blasted by 70 points? No one would have thought that Sean Payton would have been able to put this thing back together. Credit to him. Those of us who had the opinion that he wouldn't be able to do it, we were wrong. We. There are other people. You you guys know who you are. And now they have a favorable schedule coming up. Besides, well, this week, depending on how much you think about the Lions, but then Patriots, Chargers, Raiders to finish the season. The, the Broncos are so right in the middle of the playoff race and the chiefs are so not the dominant force that they've been in the last few years that I'm not writing the Broncos off to even win the division. Yeah. But all of that being said, they beat the chargers. The chargers Mm -hmm. can't do anything on offense. I wasn't watching the game to be totally honest. I had to go back and watch highlights to hear now that Herbert has a broken finger. This is your $50 million a year quarterback. You were supposed to support this guy. You drafted a receiver in the first round that hasn't been good at all, been criticized all year long. Most of your money is spent on defense, and that's a disaster. And your coach is usually pretty darn defensive. What did the coach have to say this week? I'm sure people have asked him about Herbert, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like when you lose, uh, you know, any any player of that caliber is, you know, it's tough, but you got to, you know, that's why you have a team. You know, you got to be able to support that position and, and put a good plan moving forward. You know, I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to team up with Kellen was the work that he did with Cooper Rush. You know, Dak Prescott went down and they went, you know, on that really good run with Cooper Rush as their backup quarterback. And the way that they had to play with Cooper Rush was different than the way they were playing with Dak. But that's what you got to do. You got to make adjustments. And then the rest of your team's got to come alive. And, and you got to play the game the way it needs to be played in order to win. And that's what we're going to try and do on Thursday. Mm. And that's the storyline. That's right. Mm-hmm. The storyline is Thursday night football, the Chargers and the Raiders. And the Chargers are starting a quarterback that I'm telling you I'd never heard of before. I, I'd never heard of the guy. I still don't know what his name is. Sounds um, like a great baseball company. Is it something Stick? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Easton Stick. Easton Stick. Yeah, it's a great name for a baseball bat. The Easton mm-hmm. Stick. Mm-hmm. You know, so Easton. So you're not Stick, familiar with North Dakota State football? I know Browner is. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, his his, his best friend Carson Wentz is a North Dakota State guy. I scout, I scout them very often. I don't really understand what the problem is. What you got to get Trey, Trey Lance, mm-hmm. right? I know. So they yeah. said that this young man, um, Austin Stick, quarterbacks. They said that he won four national championships at North Dakota State. Was he the starting right. quarterback for all four national championships? That's how you win a foe. 
No, 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 no. That's not my my question. Is was he the starter? Because did did Carson Wentz win one? Did Lance? Did Trey Lance? I'm, I just bro, don't know on, the history. He'd be on his tenth year. Come on, bro. <laughs> here's your, guy's like here, a seven year guy, I think, isn't he? Here, here's your Easton stick trivia, so uh-huh. you guys can take it with you forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forty nine and three record as a starter at North Dakota State. Oh wow, Easton good. Stick holds the record for most wins by a starting quarterback in NCAA Division One FCS history. Wow, history, Scott, mm-hmm. history. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, everybody you, else. You know, I'm. A, you know, I like good stories. I mean, if Easton yeah. Stick all of a sudden comes up and uh, and he can do, what you, you know, do. I mean, Dude, you love a good fifth round pick quarterback right, playing. Right. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, on the other side, the Raiders are so bad. You remember how the Raiders after week one, after they, they fired Josh McDaniels, everybody's like, yo, man, we're good now. This guy, different. we it's got, different. we, we got mm-hmm. a guy from Compton. Now we got mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce. We got a brother from Compton. This thing's going, the, the Raiders are about to turn this thing around. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. because here's what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Professional coaches like Andy Reed um, and Sean Payton, John Harbaugh. Well, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to use two guys in the division, Andy Reed, Sean Payton. Look at the other two guys. I mean, look look at the other two guys. First, it was Josh McDaniels. Now it's Antonio Pierce. And you got Brandon Staley. You have two teams that have great coaches, and you have two teams that have inexperienced coaches that well, are in over I'm their head. I'm going to on that for a second because I think Antonio Pierce has not, not a lot to work with. I agree. At the quarterback position. I so agree. To, to, to just kind of throw him in the mix. Well, with, it's, it, I'm saying with, inexperienced. With, with I'm not saying bad. But I'm not saying bad. I'm saying inexperienced. Okay. All right. Okay. Then that's different then. Because Lil Brandon got talent. Lil Brandon got a budget. Lil Brandon got players. Did did two different conversations. If Antonio Pierce had what Lil Brandon had, you know, Chargers would be could, in a different space. It got to be for representation. Be, but you never really know. Yeah. It got to be for representation. The yeah. final numbers for Justin Herbert on the year, the, the most important number of them all is his team's five and eight. Right. I mean, you can look at his yards passing over 3,000, touchdowns 20, interceptions seven. A rating that's you know whatever it's okay it's not great ninety three point two, but I mean he was on pace by the way for record record lows for his career yeah five and eight on the year. Question. Let me mm-hmm. ask a, let me ask a question on this yeah. show, mm-hmm. and everybody who's here in this show, I want you to ask yourself this question: mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. wins and losses a quarterback stat? Because to me, it's not. It's a to coaching it stat. No, to me, it's it a is. coaching stat. How how you don't play defense? No, I realize that. So how is it? How is wins and losses a quarterback stat? If same you don't way have it's a stat for starting pitchers. Same way it's a stat for starting pitchers. They don't play offense. I mean, it's, did, it's just a stat. I'm so glad you said that because you can win the Cy Young with a losing record because it's okay. happened. Are, are it's you about ERA strikeouts? It's about other numbers. It's not about wins and losses for a pitcher. But the numbers don't tell the full story. I mean, I see this this graphic going around right now, comparing the first three seasons to Justin Herbert and Peyton Manning, and they're like exactly the same. But th- do they tell the story that Peyton Manning was on god awful his rookie year and then absolutely turned it around and didn't have a losing record pretty much the rest of his career? No, it is a trajectory of going this way. Whereas if you really look at Justin Herbert's trajectory, it's going this way. He but came in turns- on fire, came in absolutely wrecking every single passing record around and they haven't translated to victories but what turned Peyton Manning's career around once he got his feet wet in the NFL they put the proper people around him to make sure that he was successful so the Chargers don't have the proper people around Justin Herbert we already know that's not true we already know they don't well look look what they've done then then again this this for the first time I think there's really heat on the Chargers to look at Tom Telesco the general manager and I'll tell you this I and I know this sounds crazy I know this sounds crazy. The rumors about Bill Belichick. Stop it. Hold on. The rumors about Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots. 
I'm just going to tell you this right now. I find it hard to believe that the Patriots would push him out. But I don't find it hard to believe that Bill Belichick wants to coach, be it with New England, or maybe he knows his time is up or somewhere else. But I will tell you this. Um, Bill Belichick has people, and those people are calling other people, and the people that are on the receiving end of the phone call are being asked this question. Would you be interested in becoming part of Coach Belichick's new coaching staff? Because Bill Belichick is putting it out there to people that he's probably, well, he's going to coach again. Correct. But this is probably his last year with the Patriots. And if by chance the Chargers finally decide we have to get a real guy, you got Andy Reid and you got Sean Payton, we need Bill Belichick. If they were able to fire Telesco and fire Staley and hand it off to Belichick. He can't do both. I know what you're no, saying. I just hope it I hope it happens. So and here's I. the reason why. It'll finally tell us how real the Spanos curse is. Because if you have Bill Belichick and Justin Herbert, there are no more excuses. Mm-hmm. That's true. It is directly on yeah, the Spanos yeah. curse. Mm-hmm. But my point is wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. And that's all I wanted to say. By the way, is your boy I'm 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 just putting pieces together where you can go uncensored because we I know we gotta do the rest of the radio show. I'm my puzzle pieces are are correct here, right? You ain't no gotta listen, man. Listen, you ain't no gotta say it out loud, bro. Sometimes right. you just gotta. Why? Listen. Why? I'm trying about. to make news on the show, and this guy refuses. If you put the music on, if you put the music on, and people can't hear the message within the lyrics, it ain't for them. You know, it's like the it thing about shows. Here's the thing about shows: they say things and mm-hmm. blast them and run mm-hmm. with them, and that's mm-hmm. how they go viral. On this yep. show, you guys want to squash everything immediately. These are killing me today. Killing me. Click that little uh, click that little QR code right here. Nobody gonna be John Jones, no way. Click that QR code right there. That's for Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash Great Friends. They'll match your first deposit 100 up to 100 bucks and get in the game at Prize Picks. Even though I've been getting killed, stick around. We got plenty more to get to, Cox viewers. Hang- All right, everybody. Hey, Great Friends, what's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We were having a full conversation about Otani in the last segment. Alex, you said that yesterday uh, the feedback on the show was that we were very L.A.-centric and less San Diego-centric. Is that right? Um, Yeah, kind of that vibe. I guess there was a lot of cheerleading going on for the Dodgers. I don't I guess. know if I call it cheerleading, but, I mean, listen, dude, they they, they got their guy. You know, yeah. when when the Padres a year ago were spending money on Xander Bogarts and then we're, we're spending money on Jake Cronenworth and we're spending all this money on extending Manny Machado – the Padres got their guys last year. The Dodgers mm-hmm. sat by and didn't spend a lot, didn't make a big splash, didn't didn't go get a big name, and then they waited and waited and loaded up. And even till the very last minute, when when people were reporting that Otani was on a plane and he was going to Toronto, and it looked like Toronto was going to win, that was the public, you know, uh, perception out there because of some wrong reporting by some guy from MLB Network. Um, the Dodgers closed the deal. The Dodgers got their guy. I don't know if it's cheerleading. I think Padre fans hear things the way they want to hear things. Padre fans have a right to be butthurt because because pretty much what happened is Juan Soto left to go to the Yankees because the Padres couldn't hold on to him. And longtime Padre fans remember when the Padres were good in the late 90s and then boom, fire sale. you know. And so now here are the Padres. They can't even hold on to Juan Soto. Where does he go? Obviously to the Yankees. And then your biggest rival, the team you're trying to catch up to, what do they do? They get the number one guy in the world that everybody wants yeah. a piece of. So Padre fans, 
hear things the way they want to hear things because on one day they're getting they're getting their best player taken from them by the Yankees, and then their biggest rival is signing the best player on the planet. What's what's really interesting for Dodgers and Dodger fans is for the next once the season starts in South Korea against the Padres, the only thing they could do in the regular season is lose. Because if they win the division, it's like, yeah, obviously. They've done it 10 of the last 11 years. So, like, the it, nothing that they do can be considered, like, a success until they get to the postseason. Like, literally, it's six months of irrelevancy where it mm-hmm. comes to results. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. It does, they, I, I, the only thing that could happen is if they suck. And if they suck, then that would be a, a storyline. If they're winning 120 games, like, no one's going to say anything. Like, obviously, you're supposed to. For the, it's differently judged here in San Diego, whereas, you know, you could win a division and be a success. You can make a postseason that's a success. For the Dodgers, there is no success other than championship or bust well, for the I next 10 to, years. I asked this to Browner yesterday. I'll ask you the same question because somebody asked it to me. In 10 years, the Dodgers have to win blank number of championships for the Otani signing to be successful. By the way, that would be a great sided poll. In the next 10 years, I think it's already up, by the way. Oh, really? That exact same so. thing? I think so. What What is your number? Because Browner came up with his. I came up with mine. What is yours? The, how many World Series they have to win for it to be considered a success? Yeah. How many in 10 years? Two. Wow. That's a failure. I don't, I don't, I see to me, this, this, see, this, because of this, you're now, you're now the, the heatles. Because of this, you are now the 72 and, whatever the warriors were there is no other option but winning for you making winning the, they were already winning the division without him by right. hundreds of games so they didn't need him for that they got no. him to win the world series so if they right. don't the only but they haven't won now, one yet right so, and, and so that's why i say can. two <laughs> you've garnered so much information and now you're sucking your the vacuum of talent that is occurring for the dodgers which again kudos to them but there's only one thing that could happen to this team. If you don't win the World Series, the season is a massive failure. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And this is why I said this contract will get I'll Dave just, Roberts fired. Well, all I'm telling you is in realist world, two World Series in the next 10 years, that's successful. I when I you, said I said I minimum when three. Do you win them? When I said three. Them? Yeah, Browner's you got a whole thing the, about that wasn't the question. Yeah. <laughs> the question no, was how many in the span of his contract. You, you said two. two. You said two. I said three. Browner actually said yesterday four. Mm-hmm. I told Browner yeah, I said four. Yeah. My boy Sedano in LA said five. I agree okay. to that too. Well, five. Well, yeah, I'm sure most Dodger fans are thinking five as well, too. But but you're not playing by yourself. There's still really good baseball teams right, in but, Major League but, Baseball. But if the if if what you just said is very correct. That's what the Dodger fans are assuming it will be, and that's the that's the standard which yeah. they will be judged by. Well, I'm not a Dodger by their fan. own people. Scott asked yeah. me, and, and that's why I'm saying four. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why I also agree with five because the people who root for them are saying five. I, I would say good? if they were if they were the if and I'll say the Astros if they if they were a team that had already won three World Series in the last ten years, then yeah, the number would probably be like six or seven. Because, yeah, you're already winning without him. you got to win, like, double the amount. Of, but they haven't. And you want to no, count but, 2020? Sure. But all I'm saying is they they have been exceptional in the regular season for the last 12 years. Exceptional. Ridiculous. Dominated. Even the year that they didn't win the division, they still won 100-plus games. Like, they were ridiculous the year the Giants still won anyways. What I'm telling you 
from a just a baseball fan. The Dodgers win two in the next 10 years. That's a success. I don't think so. Otani's going to make that money back in like two years. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't think so. Because my standard my standard is the Giants under Bruce Bochy winning three World Series in five years. Mm-hmm. If the San Francisco Giants can win three World Series in five years, then the L.A. Dodgers, to Thank everything you. you just said, Thank you. Who've been as great as they've been for all these years mm-hmm. and who think that the postseason is entitled. They, they don't even have to play the regular season. We're automatically in the postseason. Okay. If you've added Otani to what has already been a great, great team, even though it hasn't finished off and won a World Series, if you're adding Otani and he's giving you this sort of flexibility and you have this much more money to spend, then over the course of the next 10 years, you have to win, in my opinion, three. Browners was four. Sedano's was five. You've got to win three World Series for it to be a success, my opinion. Yeah, in the heat of the moment, you might want to say like five or whatever, but you're always going to – like. The, are, the, are the Heatles considered a failure because they only won two? Yes. I don't think so. Absolutely. Are the who considered I don't think a failure? The, the Miami – LeBron, LeBron, Wade, Miami Bosch, Heat. Oh, the Heat. Uh, heat. Yeah, yes. I don't think – I don't think – I don't think at all. I think not even remotely close. I think like that. The, you had what, the best LeBron, team in the league four years in a row, but LeBron also didn't have a ten-year contract. But he didn't have a ten-year uh, contract, though. I mean, it, the number could have been. He was in five. the finals. He was in the finals every year. Like I, I don't know. I just look at it as like, yes, I look, at, yes, yes. He was mm-hmm. in the finals every single year because they right. anything else would have been a massive, massive well, can failure. I, can I say something that where I'm coming from? I don't think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, even with Otani. That's kind of where I'm coming from. I don't think Otani makes them that much better like they still have so many question marks on that pitching staff who's their closer next year like you go you're just going to automatically pop in gavin lux and then he's going to be a legit shortstop for them like every single day chris taylor's aging jason hayward had a remarkable season all of a sudden he's like back to all-star level in right field i don't think the dodgers are the best team in baseball with otani they're the best team in the division hands down they'll be back in the plus season hands down are there better teams of the dodgers where we currently stand yes and, That's where I'm coming and, from right now. What and, else, you know, in 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 a month, if they go get Glass now and they get Randy or Rosarena, then yeah, fuck, freaking win six of those things. Wow. Yeah. Well, really. But I'll tell you this. You but I'll tell you this. That's your uh, guy, Rosarena, ain't it? Yeah. The, the, he tweeted something yesterday. I he, was like, I will quit baseball. Yeah. I will he, quit. Baseball. He tweeted, "Let the rumors begin," and he had mm-hmm. a picture of him and Otani. Mm-hmm. Was it him and Otani? Was wasn't it? Yeah. 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 From the so world. You, so you gonna get a Rosarena jersey or what? The Mexico one, but not never a dog. <laughs> okay. You can still represent, you know, it's like Kawhi, Kawhi the Aztec. I love him. Kawhi the Clipper, irrelevant in my life. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, let me do this really quickly because I want to get into the Soto part of this. Uh, before I do, a, a quick shout out to our people from Mushroom Life. Mushroom Life, L Y F E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. If you buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products now during the month of December, Brett Weiss, the owner, is going to send you an additional $50 worth of products. Yesterday, Lawhead was on. He's like, oh, dude, I use that face cream every day. I'm like, yeah, me too. Browner used the Mushroom Life product so much. Brother's out. He ain't got no Empty. drops to take. No. He ain't, got, ain't got no gel tabs to take. No. <laughs> Doesn't have his daily focus. Maybe that's why he's so, you know, the way he is. Right. First, first of all. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. Brett's going to send you an additional $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. You're either going to use them and try them and love them, or you might give them away as a Christmas gift. You're you're kind of re-gifting. Yeah. 
Brett gives you the gift. You give somebody else the gift. Regift it. It's like the gift mushroom that gifts life. on This is all natural mushrooms grown in the ground, not psychedelic mushrooms. Mushrooms with health benefits. Medicinal mushrooms, if you will. Uh, plant-based medication is the way Brett describes it. So right up in Carlsbad, they make the gummies and everything right there. Ship them worldwide. Check them out. So mushroom life, L I F E mushroom slash great friends. All right. Let me go to Juan Soto because again, I understand why Padre fans feel the way they do. You lose Juan Soto one day to the Yankees who are essentially taking him off your hands. You can't afford him this year. You won't be able to afford him long-term. We're the Yankees. We can afford to take him for this year and we can afford to have the conversation about a long-term contract. You guys need a bunch of pitching. Here you go. So Padre fans are upset. You lose Juan Soto one day. And the next day, Otani signs with the Dodgers. I understand. I understand the emotion. You're probably thinking to yourself as a Padre fan, Manny Machado better come back and be like hungry and want it and, and want to lead like he did two years ago. And Tatis better come back and be the player he was pre-suspension, pre-injury. And Bogart's got to come back and be the guy that's a two-time champion and a guy that, that, that got all this money in a position the Padres didn't need him in. All you got to have, you know, you Darvish come back and not be in his mid thirties. You got to find the fountain of youth. You got to have Joe Musgrove come back and be healthy all season long. Cause if you're the Padre fans, you got to be looking at the Dodgers and going, we couldn't beat them when they didn't have Otani. We know what happened two years ago, but now they got Otani. I understand why Padre fans would be upset. I understand why everybody would think yeah. yesterday was an LA centric focus show. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of Otani talk. Yeah. And everybody that's coming back is the guys that underperformed. You didn't keep a single guy except Kim that overperformed. You lost all those guys. You lost Michael Walker. You lost Seth Lugo. You lost Blake Snow. You lost Josh Hader. You lost Juan Soto. All the guys that were performing well or to their contract are now gone, and you're stuck with the guys that were disappointments. Put that out on the screen if you don't mind. Free agents that the Padres have already lost. Lugo has signed with the Royals. Is that right? Um, Nick yep. Martinez has signed with their Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. Garcia has signed with the Angels. So far. That's where we're at. So far, right. I mean, Blake mm -hmm. Snell hasn't signed yet, but but right. I'll tell you right now. These guys are replaceable. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear people freaking out over these guys or or causing oh, a stir. Freak out season, or, baby. No, or or getting your panties in a bunch because of these dudes. Mm -hmm. These dudes are replaceable. No, unbunch them things. Unbunch no. them, okay? No, I've unbunch seen people them. freaking out that the Padres didn't sign Rowdy Tellez yesterday. Oh, Un you couldn't them. get him? He only cost $3 million. What are you doing, AJ? Everybody's freaking these, out right now. These guys are freaking these guys out. are massively replaceable. You, Blake Snell, an issue. When he does leave, if and when he does leave, that is an issue. If okay? and when. Losing the closer, that is an issue. Those are things I'm worried about. I'm not worried about losing... Seth Lugo and Nick Martin. I'm not worried about Lugo. You can get another one of those dudes. You can. So just like that. You they're can. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They, they, literally, those those three, they are. They're everywhere in baseball. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to shed a tear for Luis Garcia or Nick no, Martinez. But, but Seth let's watch. Lugo was very good last year. Yeah, but so. let, let's watch. Let's watch how AJ says I'm losing role players and I got to replace role players. Can right, I improve? Right. You know, can right. I, can I do that? Let's go to Soto though. Soto did an yes. interview yesterday. Uh, this is on MLB network. Is that right? And no, this is his introductory zoom oh. press conference. Cause got I still it. think he's here in San Diego. So mm -hmm. he did a zoom with New York media. Yeah. He don't want to leave uh, here. No. I mean, his neighbors are dropping off fruit. So uh, this is Juan Soto talking about going from San Diego to New York. Winning. That's, that's all I care about. I come, I come to the field thinking about winning every day. And that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I get a little taste of it in 2019. 
we win the World Series and everything. It was a great feeling, and I want to try to do it again. I think that's that was my mindset, and that's that's been my mindset since day one. You know yeah. what sucks? He doesn't look happy about this. He looks natural in that hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how like some guys Bronx, right? You know Dominican in in the Bronx, oh, yeah. like it just fits. You know that brown never really looked natural on him, but. You know, there's certain guys that you're like, yeah, he's gonna wear a Yankee uniform eventually, and when he put it on, you're like, damn it, just looks damn good, it. just it looks good, just looks enough. like the skin tone to the navy, <laughs> mofo. It was, just looks. He was natural. never a big. He was never a beard guy. He never had a lot of right. facial hair, so mm-hmm. you know that policy won't really yeah. affect him. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you I know when it. Johnny Damon went from Boston, he was, it just looked disgusting. It just looked mm-hmm. wrong. But you know, like when when certain guys put on those pinstripes, like I remember when Giancarlo Stanton went from Miami to New York, I was like, yeah. you see, it makes sense. It just makes sense. You know, and Soto's you, that guy. I give you an old school too, version. By the way, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, David Justice at one point mm-hmm. from Atlanta you know? to New York. Yeah. yeah, you just look, you just look at Juan Soto, and I just see like a young David Justice. Like he just, yeah. there's a resemblance. But it's it's that Yankee hat. Some guys, you're. I hear what you're saying. Some guys yeah. look right in that uniform. What, what it else struck me in say? the face yesterday when I watched it. Anyways, uh, this is so. Oh, uh, I don't know if you heard. He's going to be a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Juan, do you want to? <laughs> exactly. Do you want? Would you like to sign with the Yankees long term? No, that's that's what my main thing is right now. About uh, any contract and stuff, uh, they know who where to call and who to talk to. Uh, I'm here just to play baseball and try to keep concentrated to play baseball. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be that hard. Because I have one of the best agents in the league, so I think I put everything on him and let him do his magic. Uh, for me, like I said, my mindset is just come here to play baseball and try to win a championship. That man ain't deferring one penny. <laughs> nor nor should he deferring one penny, bro. Put and no, that no matter, in my pocket. And no matter what Scott said, the first hour of the show, nor should he if he doesn't want to. I'm not saying no, that you bro. should. That's not what I'm saying. I, listen. I don't like the fact that Otani is deferring all this money. You see, by deferring all this money, you've allowed the Dodgers, and let's say he would have done the exact same deal with the Giants or the Blue Jays. You're allowing the franchise to spend a lot more now to surround you with more, and you'll you'll deal with it later on. I think I think it sucks. I've never heard of it before. Uh, here, I'll give you guys a quick it's example. Out there. It's it's like Scherzer, I think, right now is the, the main one. I think the Nationals deferred a lot of his. So he'll be getting paid from the Nationals for a while. But, but, but like, I've never yeah. heard of this before. Like, people talk about Bobby Bonilla, and every year it's Bobby Bonilla Day, and he gets a million dollars every year from, mm-hmm. from this deferred money. But I've never heard of something so drastic like this. Listen, just um, to give you guys an example, I, I'm not that I think he'll mind me telling you this business now. I remember Billy Ray, when he and I first got together in 2001, his, I think he retired in like 1991-ish. So he had this deal in place with his contract. Because remember, this is like his third contract. So he's already living very comfortably. He deferred his contract. I want to say Billy Ray from probably uh, 2000, I'm guessing, two through 2020. I'm just making this up. He received a lump sum payment every year from the Chargers from a deferred contract going back to the late 80s. Yeah. I've never I, heard of this of this yeah. magnitude. And I'll tell you right now, just a strong opinion here. I think it sucks. You no, I think it, it should be illegal. And then you, here's you, what I mean by that. Dodger fans. Go ahead. Sorry. 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 Well, you, you, you brought up the fact that that, you know, how it's going to be perceived by other teams, how it's bad for baseball overall. 
Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. If you're going to sign a guy to a $35 million contract, pay him his $35 million. And if that hamstrings you as an organization, mm-hmm. then spend your money differently. Right. They, That's exactly what Otani $2 million. That's exactly what I said. If you, okay, how you pay Otani, I could care less about. When you pay Otani, I could care less about. Tax purposes, blah, blah, blah. What I care about and what baseball should care about. And I would say this if it was Machado, I would be like, damn, we got away with one. If you sign a 10-year, $700 million contract, however you pay him, I don't care. Your number per year should be $70 million against your team. That should be, like, I don't know why that's not, how that is not a rule. Like, Eric Hosmer is being paid $13 million this year and next year because that was a contract he signed even though he's done playing baseball. That should be the thing. Otani should be con- con- counted against $70 million. Whether he was a Dodger, a Padre, a Giant, a Yankee, it don't matter. I would say this for everybody. How you defer it, I don't care. But the number should be for the next 10 years, $70 million against the Dodgers. Yeah, it's it's just, it's tremendous manipulation. Incredible. By, well done. By I believe it was by Otani's people. Tremendous manipulation and creativity and flexibility by the Dodgers. And a loophole, almost, if you will, by Major League Baseball, that is always going to favor the the biggest branded teams. Right. You know, the the Dallas Cowboys might be able to pull off a deal like this. The Jacksonville Jaguars probably cannot. Right. You know, the Dodgers can pull off a deal like this. The Padres cannot. I mean, it, it's it was um, the world's colliding. You had a willing participant with one of the team, the league's biggest teams. In the biggest market, it was just like everything that needed to be checked got checked. Well done to them. I just think baseball just, I don't know how you oversaw this. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, from a Padres perspective, if I'm Manny Machado, dude, I hope he's burning inside right now. Like, oh, really? They did this. They manipulated this way. They got this guy. We're going to come back and do this. Good luck. I I hope (laughs) I I root for stories like that. And we get the first shot, you know? With yeah. Padres Dodgers in South Korea to open the season three in the morning, baby. I'll be up. Let's go on <laughs> March 20th. All right. Listen, we are in the seven mile casino studios. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown man coming up. Um, we said we were going to start to do some great friends, catch ups, you know, catch up with everybody. Uh, we had fat Tony on last week. He had a huge event on Monday. That was really awesome. Thanks so much for everybody who's listening, who's watching, who went out and supported Fat Tony, making San Diego smile, taking those 150 kids, putting them through that Walmart, giving them money to spend for Christmas gifts. You did something really special. We said we wanted to catch up with other people, though. You know who's coming on next? This guy was one of the producers in, like, the hayest of hayest days of the Scott and BR show. Carlos Montoya is going to come up. And, Alex, you have to explain the story that you ran into Carlos on the way back from Vegas. You guys even... Maybe sat near each other on the plane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. And, uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and Carlos reached out and said, "Hey, I, you know, I want to catch up." And I was like, "Why don't you come on the show? We're going to do this." So here he comes. You remember Carlos and Pratty from back in the old? Here comes Carlos. Great friends catch up next. Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Carlos Montoya is coming to join us here in a few minutes. And for those of you that have been longtime listeners, longtime viewers, you remember Carlos. Before he gets in, though, hey, guys, we talked a lot of Otani. We talked a lot of baseball already today. We haven't talked a bunch of football. Alex, 
your Minnesota Vikings and the yeah. Raiders this past weekend. Oh my God, dude. Where are uh, we going to bring that up right now? Uh, well, that I only wanted to bring it up because you weren't here yesterday. <laughs> Browner, yeah. bragged, Browner bragged about his bears over the lions. Uh -huh. um, I, uh, I, I had to laugh at the chargers situation, which now is even worse, right? I mean, Justin Herbert put on injured yeah. reserve gone for oh, the rest dude, of the let year. Me for the exclusive, let's commit. Let me read our boy Dano's latest article in The Athletic. Just burying them. Burying them. Okay. You'll love it. All right. So for those of you that are listening and watching, we'll do that for the exclusive on Cox tonight. We'll, we'll dive deep into the Chargers. I see Carlos is ready to jump in here, Alex. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> Los, how you doing, man? Good morning. Good to see you. What's up, Scott? What's up, crew? How you doing, bro? Doing fantastic. We're um, thanks for bringing me on. It's been a minute. Good to see you guys' faces. Where are you, Scott? I am in LA today at a radio station in Los Angeles because um, I don't know these guys are moving my schedule all around. They're screwing my stuff up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, usually I'd be home in Cardiff, dude. Um, but now I'm up in LA today. Uh, Carlos, it's great oh. to see you, man. Likewise, likewise. Miss you guys. Where are you? Where are you? I am sitting in the art gallery called Hot Water Gallery in Carlsbad. And we don't have anything up on the walls right now, but we have all the art laid out around the edge of the, of the room and they're going to go up tonight. And um, yeah, we're unveiling a new show at our art gallery this Friday. And um, we're really excited about it. And so this entire space that you see behind me will be completely converted and look absolutely ready to go for showtime. Dude. Um, it's so great to catch up with you. Cause I think the last time I saw you, it's been, a, it's been a little bit of time. Last time I saw you and you guys both know Alex and Brownman, you guys know, it's one of my favorite spots, the waterfront in downtown San Diego. Yeah, I love the slider yeah. burgers there, man. You know, mm -hmm. Carlos, it's been like, mm -hmm. a, it's, it was a holiday, probably a year or two, maybe three years ago. I don't know. Maybe it was pre COVID. I don't remember, dude. It's been that long since yeah. I've seen you. We hung out there that afternoon. I feel like we watched football, drank beer, ate those little slider burgers. It's been way too long, dude. Yeah. And that's also one of my favorite spots in town too. So it's been too long, but you know, this is a good excuse to, to rekindle and catch up. We, um, I think at that time, just before COVID, we were still living in Los Angeles and we moved, uh, during the COVID rigmarole and, uh, we found refuge in Carlsbad and we were looking to, to do something big in Carlsbad. We felt Carlsbad's a little, let's just say lacks a little culture, a little bit uh, of what we <laughs> want to see in, in a place that we call home. So we wanted to implement something unique and we wanted to do it in Carlsbad. And so, yeah, we, we opened a, a, an art gallery in, in South Carlsbad, right on the Point City, a train station line. Mm -hmm. And we opened this past May and we had our first show and it went really well. And so we're now building and building and now we have our second show that we're rolling out. So a lot has right, happened since the last time we had a burger at the waterfront. Just do this though. Cause I'm trying to remember what year it was. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you'll remember this or not. I don't even know if you mm -hmm. were, if you were there yet. Um, Carlos, what year was it where we came up with the idea for clean your drawers that for years was a Christmas time event where we would ask everybody to show up to our broadcast 
and then bring all the extra clothes you had, extra blankets. And then what we did was right. at the time, I'll never forget the first year because we were at a place in Mission Valley. Was it called like In Cahoots? Was that the name of the bar? It's like a country yeah, bar in, in Mission Valley. Yeah, it was. Shout out to Cahoots in Mission Valley, man. Been closed for a while. Yeah, really, bro. Closed now? Is it yeah, closed? It's closed, man. It's like a homeless <laughs> oh, encampment in now, man. It's bad. Yeah, uh, so I went. I, I went there on one of those like whiskey Wednesday line dancing yeah. nights. So I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, a couple times, boy. Yeah. You're warming up in that line dancing a couple times. Why? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the the first year we ever did that, I remember like it was me, Billy Ray, Pratty, and Carlos, and we're like, hey, let's do this thing where like everybody just cleans out their drawers. Because what happened was we'd met the guy. Do you guys remember this the story of of a guy who was like a, a homeless dude? And these these idiot kids in San Diego created this video series called Bum, Bum Fights. You remember this? Him. Right. Yes. And of course you loved them. And they even branded this guy in his forehead. Like they 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 treated yeah, this guy like such scum, you know. Somehow this guy came into our studio. We he told us that what homeless people in San Diego need is just they need somebody to put their arm around and go, hey, we'll help you. He goes, and, and he, we need socks. We're like socks. They're like, yeah, because once it gets wet, bro, and your feet get cold, you're screwed. So me, Billy Ray, Pratty, Carlos, we all went into, into action mode. And we said, we're going to do this radio morning broadcast at this place in Cahoots. Gary from Ego Trip, I think, set it up. We did a broadcast from this in Cahoots place. At the time, Budweiser was our beer sponsor. They brought a big-ass beer truck, and they emptied it out for us. And we had people dropping off bags and bags and bags of clothes. And then at the end of the show, <laughs> me and Billy Ray were like, all right, guys, we're out of here. We'll see you later. And Carlos and Brad are like, well, what are we supposed to do? And we're like, pack the bags in the truck and then take the truck to wherever it's supposed to go. We did all, we came up with the idea. We collected all the clothes. Now you guys go do something. And there's this great picture of Pratty and Carlos sitting on the back of the truck, <laughs> completely loaded behind them. What, what year do you think it took that was? hours to load in all those all those clothes but it just showed the power of the the great friends network you guys put out the bat signal and i remember being so overwhelmed by there was literally a line of cars a queued line of vehicles to drop off trash bags full of clothes and we started at 6 a.m and the entire big rig I mean, short of maybe a few feet was full from floor to bottom to wall to wall. It was so exciting to be a part of that. And that, you know, is just an example of how much of the burden you put on Pratty and mine shoulders at the end of the at 10 o'clock, you guys checked out and it was all on us. And you know, it, <laughs> sounds familiar. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure if anything's that. changed these days, but it was um, it was something that Pratty and I, you know, we we reminisce all the time about our time with you guys and you and Billy Ray. And that was one of the but more Los, fun. That was one of the form, more fun events that we've ever done. But Los, from that time, I don't remember what year that was. It could have been 2008, nine. I don't remember exactly what year it was. Um, to get from there to where you are in life today, 14 years later, um, when, when we got fired off the air in the beginning of 2012, and then by the time we got back on the air, which was the end of 2012, you and Pratty were both like, you know what, man, I think I'm kind of done here. I think I'm ready to move on. And I thought you were on the verge of becoming like a radio lifer back then. And so when you and Pratty both left, just if you could, because this is the point of this whole conversation, catch everybody up who's listening, what you did after you left, because there's been a lot of stops along the way. I, I think of Tesla. I think yeah. of, um, I think of what was the name of the uh, joystick uh, gaming company? Joy Tops. 
Joy, okay, Tesla, yeah. Joy Tops, and now you have a, a, a an art studio. So you got to walk us through that. Yeah, life's life's a, an interesting journey. Um, I think you and Billy Ray, you know, kind of worked us well enough for us to be suited for the next chapter in life, and that was dealing with high pace uh, live radio, tight deadlines, sometimes working and interacting with celebrities getting guests queued up and ready to go. We didn't realize we were building a foundation of skill sets that we could apply to the greater world. And uh, there was a company called a startup at the time named Tesla that needed some people with my unique skill set. And so, yeah, I went, I moved to Los Angeles after bounced around after we got fired. I think I worked at NBC San Diego for a quick second. I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I said, let me just jump on this Tesla opportunity of, you know, an electric car company. Got to work there for three plus years and I got to roll out the Model 3, the Model X and start taking reservations for the future. And I got to get my entrepreneurial bug inspired, so to speak. I was just getting, I got to see this tiny startup become a household name. I felt inspired to then jump on my own journey, created a company um, that was a, a physical product we figured out how to get it manufactured in China. We figured out how to get it over here. We got ourselves placed in Best Buy, GameStop, and a bunch of other box retailers when we learned all of a sudden how to fulfill product and bring products to market. And all of that, an amalgamation into where we are today, I'm using all of those same skill sets to build a new product that we're bringing to market. And that's a new type of art gallery something in which we're directly partnering with the artists themselves and selling their certified prints. So just like bringing products and getting them out on time, just like working on tight deadlines and unruly, you know, vendors here and there, we've used all of that. And now we've created this platform called Hot Water Gallery, where we're taking, you know, artists themselves and in, in, in actually working with them to bring their digitals to the physical. And we're printing with all local vendors. We're getting all of the frames done here locally as well. And we're really trying to bridge the pain points that artists felt when they were trying to work with galleries, which is typically a burden on the artists themselves to get their stuff printed, framed, and then marketed. We're taking that burden on and we're sourcing just the best artwork we can find. And our new show that's coming uh, this Friday is around San Diego music photography. And we had this simple idea of what if we just brought the best music photographers in town under one roof and build a show. And as we were starting to compile more and more of this artwork, we were realizing that we're actually archiving 40 plus years of San Diego music photography that as far as we understand hasn't maybe been done yet. So this, these stories started to really bubble up behind these images and some of these images are striking, like they're posters. But then when you know the backstory of the photographer getting kicked in the face in a mosh pit just to get this right angle or this artist is no longer with us and this was the only time they played in town, like all of a sudden we started seeing this narrative in this larger picture. And we decided to kind of pull it under one moniker and we're calling the show Shoot. And it's all the San Diego best photographers and the untold stories behind them. 
and we've compiled about 14 artists. We had 300 images plus that we've sifted through and we're showcasing uh, 81 of those online and 31 of those physically in the gallery. And so, all 14 so how of can, these- I, I wanna hear how people mm -hmm. can come see this because you mentioned this Friday night. Is it like a yeah. one night deal? Is it when, when I don't know anything about art gallery, so I don't know anything about art shows. Mm -hmm. Is an, is an art mm -hmm. show in an art gallery, is it a month? Is it a night? Is it, explain that. Yeah, so we are launching the online offering so people can mm -hmm. purchase all of these prints online starting December 15th. And then we're having a opening reception to coincide with Friday night starting at 7 p.m. And we have a physical storefront here in Carlsbad called Hot Water Gallery. And we have limited space, but we're showcasing and putting up some of these amazing images for people to physically come in the space and see that. And if you can't make it to Friday night, um, all those prints will be available that evening. So, and the show is going to run until February 29th. Oh, okay, and good. it's about and, 76 and you, days of freaking rock and roll. And we couldn't be more excited say, to be partnered with some When you say San Diego's best musicians and photographers, is this like shows from like Soma, like Belly Up? like sports arena is it like everywhere that's happened in san diego or just photographers from san diego yeah so we've we've found the the artists themselves and we asked them what they wanted to submit at first and some of these are from literally the 80s you know pre-casbah um to the casbah when it opened up in the early 90s to the soma days to the belly up days these are kind of the best slayers of the photography scene in town and they put forth kind of the san diego centric images that they have whether it's a san diego musician or a san diego venue these artists have submitted those works that coincide with that and two of our artists um, are showing their work in a gallery for the very first time and and um, those two artists have recently passed and what's incredible is these people were influential in the scene, but they never got their due inside a gallery. And so there's something symbolic about giving, you know, their due credit set inside a beautiful space posthumously. And uh, we do have, you know, 5% of these proceeds are going to a local organization called the Rock and Roll Camp for Girls and Non-Binary Youth, the San Diego chapter. So www.hotwater.gallery to see all the prints that we have available. And, you know, there could be an image or two that you were at the show. You know, there could be one or two bands that you recognize that may resonate with you. But all of our images could stand alone as posters. All of them Dude. could be something you want someone to ask you about because there's a really kick-ass story behind it. Right. That's it. I, wanna, I want to come. A, I want to support you. B, I love um, music art. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a lot of art in my house, but um, but I have a couple of pieces that I'm really, that I love, love, love. Um, it's funny, so, I just went on what you're selling. I'm pretty sure in the fourth photo, I'm pretty sure I was at that show. Which show, Alex? Uh, Silver Sun Pickups, and it's their bassist, Nikki. I'm pretty, yeah. sure I, I'm pretty sure I was at that show. I remember her yeah. wearing, rocking a dress with their bass, rocking the bass. I was like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I was here, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was at the belly cool. up. That, that yeah. was at the belly up. Wow. Yeah. That is super cool. Well, Los, man, this is awesome, dude. I mean, I am just so happy.
to to reconnect with you and and just real Likewise. quick oh by the, the way i we, found you so i found you guys i want to do a little quick show and tell scott before yeah. you move on yeah because i had i've been scrolling while carlos was was talking here you go oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> look at oh, carlos God. carlos how how old do you think you are there keep that up for a second yeah I mean, the think? thickness of my neck means I was probably closer to my football days than I am to today. So 23, 20. Yeah, this was 2010. Yeah. Carlos was a really, really highly you know, decorated uh, quarterback at Torrey Pines. And um, Pratty is probably if you're 23 in this picture, Pratty's <laughs> yeah. like 18, 17, 18, yeah. 19. He's Look how skinny baby. he is. Dude, I know. And, you know, now he's got that big old beard he rocks. You know, yeah, and, and, and look sure at that does. truck and a couple of children that boot as well. Oh, yeah, I know. I was just with no, him. We uh, still keep in contact quite a bit, so um, yeah. I got to see him recently, and we're, we still think fondly of you guys. We don't, well, we don't dude, hold any let grudges, me tell you, dude. <laughs> even though we have physical <laughs> and emotional yeah. scars from those well, days. Right? I mean, because because Billy Ray used to beat up on Pratty. Remember that time we were at Tory Pines and Billy Ray was was wrestling Pratty in the middle of like the you know the golf course, <laughs> you know. That was uh yeah, Br and I decided to go at it. We uh we said enough's enough, and we dropped the gloves. I think as Jim Nance was walking up to do our show, we started to wrestle on the 18th fairway, and I'm pretty sure we left a divot or two that might have affected oh, yeah. the play. How about how about yeah, I, I got Br? You guys got all the rage out of Br because by the time I started working with him, he was like calm and mellow. I don't know what happened. No, but remember when Billy Ray, Billy Ray would look at, at Pratty and be like, you could never date my daughter, you turd. Like he, <laughs> in the meantime, now Pratty's a gazillionaire and a rock yeah. star, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, a, and an all around great person. So, yeah. um, Carlos, it is great to be with you. Um, I, one more time, Alex, if you could put up the website, I want everybody to understand, hey, Carlos is one of us, right? I mean, this is like without Carlos, we're not here today. You know, he played his role in the development of the show along the way and was probably there for you know some of the greatest heydays of our of our entire time on the radio. And so all these years later, through Tesla and through the video gaming company and now into the world of art and to be back in Carlsbad and to want to make a contribution to a great North County community. Let's all get out there and support Carl's. I don't know that I'm making it Friday night, dude, but I will 100 percent be there and can't wait to come up and check out the studio or or gallery. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the websites, um, all of our product goes live this Friday morning. Our event is an opening reception. We have an we have a live music act called Low Volts. By please go follow him. He's great. He's uh, featured in some of the images. And you know, above us, go follow these artists. These artists are observers of the night. They are documenting history. So, you know, Otis Bartholomew, Becky DeGilio. Uh, Sean McMullen, uh, Andrew Rowley, Rick Perez. We, uh, the list goes on and on and on. Please go to the website, see these artists, go follow them, support them. And if we can bridge that gap and you want to purchase a print through us, and the great friends want to support us, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But we're really, we wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for the artists to have entrusted us to allow us to sell some of their certified prints. And these are all printed here locally framed here locally and our galleries here locally so well, you know let's this go. whole yeah and you think about it. working with artists like me and billy ray way back when prepared you to work with artists all these years later because that's what we were mm -hmm. browner we were artists you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. oh yeah you definitely you got you bono yeah you guys had right. that 
wearing sunglasses indoors, thinking you're on what a, I'm gonna do, a tour. What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to go to Tory Holistics or California Holistics because Carlos is our highlight of the day. I'm going to use our promo code AMAZING and save 20%. Then I'm going to get my head in the right space. And then I'm going to Carlos's gallery in Carlsbad. Carlos, great to be with you. We got to hustle up to everybody who's listening on radio. Stay, for everybody who's listening on radio, stay right where you are. We're going to come back to a lot of the debate that took place yesterday. Um, and Alex says that a bunch of our listeners think we were too L.A. yesterday and too, too complimentary of the Dodgers yesterday. We'll get to all that. Plus Alex's story about jury duty. We'll get to that coming up. Radio listeners, stay where you are. Podcasters. Let's all together right now, let's go get uncensored in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored all up in this biatch. Hmm. I got a question. Hmm. What happened to that picture where you was doing this? Eh. What happened to all those pictures? They... They not, they're not up no more around LA. I see them. Why? Why do you not? What? Just ask it because that was a hit back in the day. That was a hit. No, the pictures are still out there. All right. Was that this year? Yeah. Yeah. Is that this year? I don't even know what you're talking about. Hey, um, oh, okay. can we uh can we do this in uncensored? We didn't get a chance to talk about this on the radio show. We got so deep into the whole Otani thing and everything else. Um hey, nobody whooping John Jones. Okay. Speaking of whoopings, what'd you guys think last night of Draymond Green? <laughs> oh, listen, oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna be. You want to do some something? You want to talk some real shit on this show? Let's talk some real shit. Draymond Green is only doing that to people because ain't nobody finna whoop his ass. Mm-hmm. You notice who he choke? You notice who he hit? Foreign players. Demontis Sabonis stumped on him, choked Rudy Gobert, and now I don't pimp slapped Yusuf Nurkic. He do this to people who not gonna do nothing back. Okay, because there are dudes in the league that Draymond ain't gonna try none of this bullshit with. That was some low level, ten game suspension level bullshit. That's a pussy move right there. That man wasn't pulling your arms. He was holding your jersey just like you hold jerseys. And for him to haul off and hit that guy like that, and that man ain't do nothing back, that tells me all I need to know about Yusuf Nurkic, and that tells me all I need to know about Draymond Green. Draymond well, Green is a bitch for swinging on somebody like that. And Yusef Nurtures is a bigger bitch for letting a grown man slap him in his motherfucking face like that and lay on the ground. Look at this shit. Look at that. Pow. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way no grown man gonna slap me like that in the pickup and I'm just gonna lay on the ground. I just laugh. I mean, it's just so ah. funny. And then it, it, Draymond's got like excuses, right? Like, well, I really no didn't way. hit him. I wasn't, no wasn't trying to hit him. It just happened. Like, my arms were flailing. Let, let's, hear what, let's, let's hear what Draymond said after, after the slap. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the car, made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, I sell cars with my arms. I don't fall or to sell a car. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the car because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away. And unfortunately, I hit him. Let's watch it Come again. On, man. Let's on, after man. hearing now, his explanation. Listen, now watch it. Now watch. Show me where. How hard is this? Come on, dog. <laughs> How hard is he pulling your hip that you need to over exaggerate? Got to sell it. That, Come on, man. Got to sell on. it, dog. That's why. That's why I got to be a ten-game suspension. Ain't what no is fucking way. What is Nurkic's answer to all of this after the game? Let's What's see. going on with him? I don't know. 
personally, I feel like that brother needed help. You know, I'm glad he not tried to choke me, but at the same time, and nothing to do with basketball, man. Like, I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um, hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life, get better. Uh, that brother got to get help. When you hear a Your European guy, when you hear a European guy say that brother got to get help, that's badass. That that's so funny. That's funny. Yeah, Draymond, man, he is. He's he's playing himself into this status of I can't have him on my team. Yep, ain't you no know? way, man. Ain't no he. The, he not as good as he once was to contribute, and now he just hurting the Warriors. He just hurting them now. Alex, you should start getting into some preseason basketball. You have fun stuff like this happening. Yeah, he's gonna be on. A, he gonna be on the Lakers. I was just about to say, like you guys, there's a lot of you know noise for a preseason game. Draymond gonna be on the Lakers. Don't worry about it. His tune gonna change when he show up on the Lakers. This funny. People. This is funny. Like the rage that people have for Draymond. Oh, they get triggered. I just like why, dude. This is what he does. Yeah. Like, and people just get so mad about it. Oh, I yeah. can't believe it. I can't believe. That's what he does, man. Right. There's always someone like him in the league. For since I remember watching basketball, dude, Rodman, Artest, Draymond. There's Patrick Beverly. There's always dudes out there that do this. This is their shit. I mean, people what's get so mad now? about it. Yeah. What, what's the guy's name now? He's sort of a that kind of a guy in Houston. What's that kid's name? He was in Memphis last year. Brian, oh yeah, uh, yeah Brooks. Uh, yeah, yeah Devin, Dylan uh, Brooks. Brooks. Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that ain't yep. the same though. That ain't no, the it's same. not He's the same. He's a talker. Yeah, he's not physically. Hitting and choking people. Yeah, that's not this. That's not the Relax same. with the choking thing too. I mean, come on. I mean, I he got was, choked. I got he choked was by Snipe this weekend. Oh, yeah. I know what it is to be yeah. choked. Yeah, Draymond was removing Rudy Gobert, the Defensive Player of the Year a few years ago, from an altercation, and people want to say he's choking him. Seven foot six guy again, flailing around like a worm. <laughs> Get out of here. Last <laughs> night, yeah, that was a punch. Okay, that was a punch. You were like a, a defense, like an open-handed, yeah. backhanded yeah. sort yeah, of yeah. smack. I think Browner called it a bitch slap. Yeah, yeah sure. But mm -hmm. the whole oh choking, come on. All right, let's get out of here. We're back tomorrow. Ah. Uh, peace out, everybody. So much love. Support our sponsors. Visit our website, and we are back tomorrow. Peace out.